The Uncomfortable Truth Podcast is sponsored by the Joan Trumpower Mulholland Foundation, dedicated to ending racism through education, while preserving, sharing, and continuing the legacy of civil rights icon, Joan Trumpower Mulholland. Support the foundation and programs like this podcast by becoming a monthly sustaining donor. Visit jtmfoundation.org to get started. That's jtmfoundation.org. Welcome to The Uncomfortable Truth, where we answer the questions we all need to be asking about race and racism in America. I'm Loki Mulholland. And I'm Levon Brown. And it's, and it's time. time to get uncomfortable. All right. <laughs> Close. Get to. And the last one we did was really good. We, were we like, did. Yeah. J.O. Malone had a vision, and in 2017, he broke ground on it. Create a space where local Black-owned businesses could showcase their talents. The black market was born and got bigger from there. In September of 2021, they opened their first retail location in Pearland, Texas, J.O.'s hometown. Malone is also the founder of the National Black Film Festival in Houston. Welcome. What's up, Loki? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. So the black market is dubbed as the nation's largest monthly gathering of black-owned businesses and entrepreneurs. Now that was, that was when it was this, market space yeah but now it's a store it's well it's actually both so oh, you know both. yeah so like i said i'm sitting i'm sitting uh, right now in front of the store so you can see it a little bit uh behind me um so in 2017 we started a marketplace so really it was a thing that me and a group of my friends um as creatives were trying to figure out something to to do right it's just some, something that we can do that can make an impact in the city um that we could show how talented we were and how creative we were um i had already had my my studio in the heights area and i had created the national black film festival uh as well as at the same time i was producing a tv news show a morning show uh, they kind of launched the, uh, the film festival and everything else, but it's now it's, it was time to kind of like put my friends on, right? And um, and so let, let's let's do something together. And so, but you know, dealing with creatives a lot of times, um, they're inconsistent, right? <laughs> and 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 they only want to do the creative thing. They don't ever want to do like what it takes to create a business and build a business, which is uh, consistency. And so. While we're all trying to do these creative things, whether we're showing films on the side of a building or wall, um, <laughs> you know, buying all the, the party favors, the beer, the alcohol, whatever to get people to come. Um, I was introduced to a marketplace in my city called Strine of the Black Madonna. And this was an older crowd when my sister happened to, happened to be vending, selling her T-shirts for her podcast. Uh, it's called the Soul Filling Podcast. And I was like, oh man, this is awesome. Black businesses, um, but it was like a little old school. And so uh, going, being from, uh, going to HBCU at Prairie Viennum University, I know that our culture and, and the, old, uh, <laughs> the old way of doing things, they never like to change. And so at the time I'm 28 years old, I'm a husband, I'm a father. And I said, well, I would like something like this for me, someone, who is a millennial who wants to support my community, uh, but also have something fun on a Friday night to go and, and enjoy, grab a drink, spend some money, 
and so I added the marketplace to the creative. And over time, the marketplace slowly took over uh, and it became uncool to my creative friends. Uh, but they didn't see like what we were doing because the community was asking for more. We need more things like this. We need more quality events like this. Um, and so we've been doing that for four years now. Uh, and like you said, in, in the opener, now we've created our first retail location here at Pearland Town Center, which is, uh, Pearland is the city where I'm from, which is the suburbs. And so you have this Black-owned business featuring uh, other 25 other Black-owned businesses smack dab in the middle of um, uh, suburban America. <laughs> <laughs> where are you? What town are you in? It's uh, Houston, Texas. So south of Houston, Texas. Yeah, okay. about 15 minutes south of downtown. So right. literally, yeah, literally I'm across from, the black market is across from, uh, we got Macy's over here, uh, Lens Crafters, uh, Zales, and then, you know, Victoria's Secret. And then, you know, and then you got us, right? You got the black market. So we're, we're putting people right next to these stores. Dillard's is down the way where they can really you know, be next door and say, hey, I can compete. Now, now, um, LaVon, help me out here. What, is, what does JL mean when he says suburban America? Uh, rich black people and poor white people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not exactly, but yeah. it's sort of uh, mostly white people, uh, but it's changing more and more that black people are moving to the suburbs and a lot of them got money. Yeah. Now, now plenty of retailers sell goods targeting the African-American market. So why black market? Yeah. Why this um, that's what we ask. That's what we ask a lot of our vendors. Um, why, why, did, why do they choose black market? And so thank you. know, Thank you for asking that question. Why black market? I think it's important that, uh, like you said, a lot of other businesses cater to the Black American experience and Black American culture, uh, but those people aren't Black. And so they reap the benefits from everything that we create. Give you an example, recent example, TikTok. Uh, the, uh, the Black creators on TikTok create these dances and they're influencing the entire world, uh, but just because off of peer numbers, other uh, non-black TikTokers take these dances because they have a larger fan base and then say it's theirs and now they're now they're famous off of that, right? right. Um, and so it's the same thing here. It's like, why not make a place where people know uh, it, you have to be intentional about these things. So if, if, if why not us have the black soap or the shea butter or the necklace I have on is black on, the watch I have on is black on. Why not have these things um, <laughs> in a one-stop shop where you can go pick these items up? Um, that, is, that is making the culture cool. That is, you know, opening the doors. It's, because it's curated to the Black American experience just doesn't mean it's for Black Americans because we create so much culture and energy. And, so, you know, we hear it all the time. But we never reap the benefits from it. So black market, it helps because for our first 25 vendors, they get 100% of their revenue. 
So when you come and buy something from them, that goes directly to a small business, to an entrepreneur that can help them scale their business to be able to have their own brick and mortar uh, in their hometown or right next door to us. Uh, so it, it's important to sow those seeds so we can figure out how we can not only, you know, create culture for America, but be the American, the true American dream. And this is it, this is a step to it. Do you get a lot of support from the uh, businesses around you or, or the uh, the neighborhood or is it pretty much all black? I think um, as far as people who show up, that's what you're asking? Yeah. So I would say um, support. Support is an interesting word. <laughs> and so... Um, <laughs> Do they shop there? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So let, let me talk about support. I think, I think um, it, it's certain places. So it's certain people who get support. Uh, it's a certain type of person who gets support. And, and usually it's the, it's the people who are following the system, going by the guidelines and, you know, going by all, all of the rules and you get support, you know, throughout school or from the city politicians, the mayor and the city and all those different things. I've never been that guy. I've always been the, the rebel to do the opposite. Um, I've been the creator the creative with a business mindset. Um, and so I never uh, sought out for support from other people. I always looked at what I did as I enjoy doing this. I, God bless me with this life, uh, these, the, these growing up in Pearland in the suburbs, he blessed me with different opportunities to see other things. I want to pull my people up so they can live this life as well and see different opportunities. Um, it's not necessarily like I don't need we don't need anybody's support, but it's cool. It, it, it's going to come because. Well, JL, you, you see, to, JL, you need to yeah. because you need people coming into your store. I mean, that's the type of support we're really talking about. Who's who's walking through those? Well, doors? yeah, yeah. I, I, but I think it's like it happens organically. It, it's not like um, it's not like oh, we have to do this in order to get these type of people in. I think I think if you un what I what I'm doing and what we're doing here is the true American dream. It's it's creating something that you to fill a void in a, in your community, and then the community comes and supports it. Um, if you look at if you look at our if you look from film festival to to the black market, you'll see uh, blacks, whites, Asians, Hispanics. You'll see the community come out. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to uh, strategically put it out there. And so the support happens in an organic way because people understand. It's like these are people in our community who are doing something that's positive, who creating a safe env environment. That's not what I see on in radio, television, and film. This is not what I see. And so it's that, that perception, we knock it down. When you see me, a uh, 6'5", 250-pound uh, Black American man opening up the door, doing a ribbon cutting, um, bringing my sons in, like different things. And I think it, that organic support kind of comes. So yeah, people support it. Um, from all backgrounds, 
Uh, but it's not something that I'm like um, seeking out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So now a a white person, yeah. Say if I created white market, yeah. There you go. It'd be called racist. Okay. What What do you say to that? A white person in America? No, no. Yeah. So you know, so, <laughs> whiteness. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. we try to do sometimes in this podcast is we ask some of the questions that a lot of white people will be thinking, they're just not going to say out loud. So they're not going to say that out loud, yeah. Black market for black people, I mean, well, wait a second. If I create a white market, then yeah. black people would say that was being racist. I'm creating a white right. store for a white, you know, which, you know, what's, a, you know, LeVon, you remember those, right? I mean, that yeah. was, that's segregation. Well, well. We'll but, check. We'll check. We'll check this out. So we get a we get some of that when we get on different publications, right? You get people who kind of ask those type of questions. So it was certain reasons why different things were created, and um, like I said, I went to an HBCU, mm -hmm. and you look at HBCUs today. They are HBCUs are created for Black Americans, right? Uh, so, and black people didn't create HBCUs, right? Okay. But so, <laughs> but, but HBCU, anybody can attend an HBCU, right? So black, black market or even the National Black Film Festival, um, it, it's, it's certain criteria. It's just doing things on purpose because um black people in america are a minority i think if we weren't a minority group then we wouldn't need it just like because everything in america is is curated to the to the white american experience mm -hmm. and so and so having these little pieces this is still a little piece of americana um just like you go to you know chinatown or you go to the di different places it's just another piece of it um, of Americana that you can go to if you're curious about what the Black American experience is, is about and you want to feel it and experience it yourself versus looking at a newspaper, looking at the, the late news and, and looking at it on a movie that might depict us in a different way. You can actually come physically here and see for yourself um, how we act. And we <laughs> and it's all different types of Black people. And that's, and that's so, it's so important to see that you, we have Afro-Latino uh, women here. We Afro-Latino women that are also in the LGBT community. We have so many people from 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 the suburbs or from the inner city, and they, and they have they come from different backgrounds. People who have both parents and people who are raised by a single mother. We have all those different types of people selling different types of products, um, but they're all but they're all black. You know, half black, half Asian. It's so many different things, and but you have to really see it uh, in real life to to understand that. So I don't know if I don't know if in America you can be um, as a minority group. We're not we're not excluding anybody. We're we're just including ourselves <laughs> and putting ourselves in the game. You know, I like that. I, it, it just makes me wonder: um, have have any of the vendors that, that that sell within black market, have they expressed frustrations or doors, limitations that, that have been placed on them um, that you that you are now providing? Yeah, I think why would you, why would it be there, right? Uh, I think I think the limitations are not ever having the opportunity. Um, 
and and dealing with uh, the stigma of being black in America, of of black, the term black always being associated with less than, um, not not being the highest quality, um, and and really changing the narrative. A lot of people would say that uh, retail is dead, right? People say everything is moving to online. Every you know, why would you start a retail business? Um, people shop online, they do Amazon, it comes straight to your door, you don't have to get out your house. What I would say, if it's never been done right, we still have to do it right. And so, and so that's what we do, whether it's our pop-up, our events, whether it's our, our retail store or our online store, we are showing people that we can do it right, that Black Americans can do it right, and then give give people like their first opportunity, their first chance to to grow and scale their business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so key. It's like it's not only about the dollar. Um, we're a for profit company, of course. It's not all about the dollar. It's also uh, the social play and how we're perceived um, and and what that will spark. I don't know. I just know it's going to be positive. I know. Uh, what we're doing here. And as we grow, we're going to grow. We're going to spark something in another entrepreneur. We're going to spark a seed that that saves at least one life. When I'm talking, when I, when I first got here, <laughs> the first thing I said after I got my key, once I got my key, I've been working on this deal for two and a half years. Uh, I asked the GM, I said, can I talk to security? I need to talk to security because I need to let them know that I am the owner. And I'm going to be unlocking and locking that door for the next three months as I build this thing out. They need to know who I am. They need to see me. They need to hear from me, not only the top guy, but everybody below him. Um, And it's important that I'm continuing to show my face. My vendors continue to show their face. So if you see on our on our platforms on Instagram, Black Market Retail, I had all 25 vendors in the middle of the street. At 5 a.m. in the morning, shooting, uh, taking a picture saying, hey, we're here at, the, at Pearland Town Center. I want people to know that we're here um, and we're growing and we're scaling. And we hope to do that in more places and more uh, uh, suburban areas in uh, America. Did you pick Texas or Texas picked you? Oh, definitely. Texas picked me 100 percent. Yes, I'm, I'm born and raised. Uh, uh, Paraland, Texas, which is south of Houston. My mom's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. My dad is from Memphis, Tennessee. They met at Texas Southern University, uh, another HBCU here here in Houston, um, and then and then um, brought me on down here. So I'm a, I'm a Texas kid, uh, country boy. You know what I'm saying? So all the way. So yeah, Texas is is home. Where do you see this going uh, from a social standpoint? Well, you're strictly an entrepreneur. Looking to make some money. Yeah, for sure. I think if I was just doing it for money, I, I would um, I would make the American the American market, the American USA market, because there is so, it's so many. It's so I, I I know what I'm doing right when it comes to uh, a marketplace. I would do if I was just doing it for money. I would do a pop up market every weekend and sell it out. Houston is is so big; it's the fourth largest city in the country. Uh, I can do it every, I could probably do a market five days a week and make 
a million plus dollars next year easy. Right. Um, and, and, and like you said, and, and literally I could probably call it the white market, like Loki said, and, and everybody would come because America is, is about the dollar. Is it, and, right. and people come out, if they think they're going to make some money, people are going to come out. Um, for, for me, it, it's really, like I said, I was trying to create something with my friends, um, you know, trying to uh, be stable as a young kid in America. Um, I happen to be black. I happen to go to an HBCU where I learned so much history about my culture. Um, so, you know, and my, and my friends happen to be black and we started creating stuff and honestly the black market blck was um our studio name blck we our, our studio was black it's called black box blck box and when we created the black market i was like man i want to stick with blck because it seems to work for our studio so let's put it over here it wasn't even intended to be just for black people at the beginning. But when the when the people say this is what we need, you have to listen. You have to pay attention. Right. And so um and so I listen. I listen to the world or universe. I listen to God. <laughs> and, and and those are the people who kept coming back. So, so. it's part of that need not just for the vendors but for the for the shoppers that they they can feel safe walking into a place not being followed not being suspect not being asked questions is that yeah i mean i think it's it's all of it right um it's um well, and i and i will say like it's a, it's america so like <laughs> our shoppers are our vendors and our vendors are our shoppers like so like that they're all a shopper comes in they see something that they like whether it's retail or the marketplace uh and they go you know what this shirt i have on is my company right or you know my mom my mom does she makes candles and it's like okay well this is how you can get involved this is how you can put food on the table for yourself um all of those things and, and for us when you walk into black market retail if you don't get a, hey, hi, how you doing? Uh, welcome to Black Market. How can I help you? It's a problem. We got to have that Chick-fil-A customer service, too, because that's what our community expects. Our community expects us not to say anything to them when, we, when they walk in the doors, because that's the perception. Mm. And so a simple, a simple, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Welcome to Black Market. That changes the narrative. Oh, we can do it the right way. Now it sparks something. And so uh, it's the new barbershop. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah. we make every everybody can make money because everybody can't cut hair, right? But yeah. everybody can start a business, everybody can fill a void, everybody can and then and then see and show their their kids it can be done the right way. If if, if a guy like J.O. Malone, who is just a man, can do it and his and his team can do it. And it sparks different marketplaces. It sparks different retail places, uh, uh, whatever. Then it, 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 that small impact can change uh, a community. It can change a city. And brick by brick, if we continue to do that, it could change the world. And it helps everybody. So, like, <laughs> it, 
if black people are doing well, if minority groups are doing well in America, it helps America. Uh, it, it helps our white brothers and, sis- brothers and sisters. It helps our Asian brothers and sisters. It helps our. It helps everybody. So it's um, <laughs> it, you know, and so it helps all of our brothers and sisters out here, whether you're white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever. If if, if the minority group that everybody says in the news is doing so bad is doing well it just helps everybody across the board um and so <laughs> that's, that's 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 our perspective how would you if a if a uh, a white guy walked in and said i like the way you do business i want to open one just like it mm-hmm. that's cool yeah why not i mean that's that's what it that's what it's about so like for for us it's all about it's all about opportunity. So you have different places that are, there are different pop-ups. There's different uh, co- collectives that come together. People come together and they do retail together. Um, I won't say their names because they're competition, right? There's right. already places, there's already places that do this. Hmm. That are, that are after the same market you are. That are not at, particularly after the same market, but there's their collective, their collective of maybe suburban moms that create faces and socks and things like that, and they they come together and they have their own store. And my you know, question they, is about they do that. the person that walks in and asks you how you do this, and they're going to create one for black people just like okay. yours. Not, I mean not, that's what not the same type of business, but the same right. type of business with the same type of retailers and the same type of customers. It's just that whoever owns it is white. Yeah. Well, it doesn't that's up to them if they want to do the work, man. It's not easy doing this. <laughs> you realize you're not answering my question. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't, I know what it takes. Right. See. I know everything in this store, I put my hands on. It's not right. just it's not just money. Me and my wife, we paint, we painted all the walls, the triangles, the everything right. that you see, we put our time and time into. So I would tell that person, it better be your passion. You better really want to do this. This is not something that I wrote on a piece of paper and said, this is my business plan and this is what I'm going to do the next three to five years. This is something that I live and I breathe. Okay. So for me, my purpose in life and everything that you see me doing is never promoting myself. It's always promoting other people. It's always promoting other businesses and helping people reach their full potential. And me, I'm 32 years old. My entire life has been making sure I have the trust of people so they can count on me to come through for them. Um, trying to show people how to reach the full potential with their films or with their business or with their music career or whatever their talent is. I love seeing, I love finding talent and giving it that last push, that last piece to win and succeed. So I hope whoever wants to copy or be inspired is what we say, be inspired by by what we're doing, I hope it's their passion and it's not something they just want to do to make a dollar because okay. it's not gonna you're not gonna get what you want out of it. I hear you. Okay. But your success 
as, as a retail location is, is going to be critical for our, your vendor success as well. For sure. So, uh, yeah, I guess kind of the point LeVon was coming back around to is going, hey, well, like, you know, you got the store. So, you know, if, if, would you be okay if there, there's a history of white exploitation? Yeah. And so if a white person came in and said, man, I, I, I dig this concept. I love the name, everything else. I want to franchise this. And I open a store called Black Market as well. All right. But they're going to take it because they just want to make money. That's their, that's their MO, not their J-O. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they, uh, you know, is that all right? Or should this be a, you know, Black-owned, Black-centric? and focused on that community yeah first of all first first of all they could do it but they couldn't use black market because then we'll our lawyers will have to get on that because it is trademark so <laughs> <laughs> so i'm about I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about my business so first and foremost i'm always about my business first and i think that's what makes me different from a lot of people well we, we have a sign in here that says equity over equality we've been fighting for equality a long time in this country and those people have been doing a great job and we want that to continue to happen. But we also have to fight for equity in this country. We have to fight because, because we are in America, because this is a capitalistic society that we live in, we have to have the things that we need to make real change. And that's equity, that's money, that's power. Uh, and that, that's what gives you power in this country. And so we want to make sure that we are going after that American dream and using that. And, and, and we're going to use our power through economics uh, to make the change that we want, to get, the, to get the equality, using equity to get the equality that we want because we are in those same rooms. We're in the rooms with the, the decision makers. Because you have the money. Because in this country, the money. But yeah, money talks. Sorry, LeVon, haven't been one of those freedom fighters continue to be so that was shooting for that uh, for that equality. What do you think about that flip on the script there? Mm. <laughs> but the about equity? Yeah, equity over equity over equality. Well I think you need both. Uh, we make the mistake, we meaning meaning black people have often made the mistake of not building equity so that everything that, that we have done in the past has been somebody else. Now there's been a few of the, I'll call them middle-class uh, blacks who've done all right for themselves. And there's some upper-class blacks that have done all right for themselves. Interestingly enough, they do it on the backs of the same people that the white owners do. So I'm for doing both. Uh, I think you're gonna need that. And I think people uh, you know, have to be more willing to say, this is where I came from. This is how I got here. This is what I'm going to do. And I think it has to be equity as well as the, the, the people that the freedom fighters that, that want to see us uh, change. We didn't get, the, well, for what it's worth, we didn't get the right to vote uh, because we had equity. We got the right to vote because we kept fighting to get that right. Now they're taking it away, but up until now, uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we had that. So yeah. I think you need both. And I think if you can combine the business idea and not step on people with the freedom idea, you're doing fine. 
Mm-hmm. I think there were a lot of people in the movement, just like there are now, who understood that. But they, unfortunately, many of them went and went ahead and fought for themselves. After the, we got the right to vote, they went to other places. But not everybody did that. You know, I was when, he, when you were talking, uh, Joe, I was, I was reminded of there's a, I'm a member of an organization called African American Men of Westchester. And there's one guy in there who is uh, uh, mostly I, he's, he's, he's good people. Um, he's teaching his children uh, about equity, about building it, about not buying things, which is traditionally what we do. Uh, we spend uh, the, the equity that we, we don't have a lot of equity. We don't have a lot of stuff to pass down because we have two forces that are against us. And one is uh, the white majority, which says, buy this. And the other is the black majority who goes ahead and do it, you know, buy stuff. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, mm-hmm. I think we need both. Mm-hmm. If we don't have both, there's no difference between us and the white man. None, none whatsoever. If the idea is to get as much as I can for myself, what's the difference? Hmm. I, I don't care who gets it. Hmm. Right. You're gonna do the same and, thing. Yeah, and that's what I that's what I just told um, one of my employees um, is that you know our, our vendors here right now to prove proof concept that this thing works, they get 100% of their sales. Right. So the first year, all 25 vendors will get 100% of their sales. You come in, you spend, we, we do 100,000 in the first month, They I have to pay out 100,000. That's right. that's the, the rules. And and they and my employees looking at me like, well, why did you do that? Uh, you're not making any money. And I told them, I have everything. I have my wife. I have my kids. I have my house. I have the, my dream car that I worked hard for to get the last six years, right? I have everything that I could want. So why do I need more at this time? Why why can't I pour into my community? And and I said, the problem is I can I can do all those things, but why be greedy? And that because once you be greedy, uh, that's what gets you in trouble. When you just try to pull and pull and pull versus trying to pull some people up with you. Um, and so I'd rather make, um, I, I'd rather, if I'm, if I'm gonna be a multimillionaire, I have the opportunity to make other millionaires with the system that we have. And so, and that's what I wanna do. I, I don't wanna be the only one at the table. I wanna bring people with me. I don't want my entire community just leaning on me. I want people to be leaning on everybody that has been within our system. We have a whole team here. and so. I, I think that we can make that happen here. We just have to do the right things and 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 keep from make the good decisions, so we don't have to be desperate at any time, uh, and, and make the right decisions and, and stay grounded, so we don't be greedy. Well, we see we see the bag, and so we don't be greedy. And, oh, let me just go grab that for myself and keep investing into the company, so we can keep growing and scaling and creating more opportunity. Uh, for our black, black Americans here. You know, one of the things that I think you as a businessman have to be aware of is that, and the phrase I like to use is, we all come from the same place. Mm-hmm. So the black people, white people, whoever were born in America and or, or they came to America 
but we're all in the same place and we're taught the same thing. Yeah. So most of the, the, the black people that I know, they've, they've, they've I don't, well, let me, let me rephrase that. I don't know them, but I know where they go. I know who they hang out with and right. I'm, it's not me. And I think if you get somebody like that in your midst, based on the idea you just gave, you got to get rid of them because that's what brings you down. That's right. what, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 there's a lot of revenue in this society and they will bring right. you down and they will go after the people that you have who are successful. You found mm -hmm. them or they found you, yeah. whatever the case, uh, the offer is going to come. And right. when it does, you just tell them, go ahead and take it and I'll see you later. Because yep, that's not the idea that you have. Exactly. I agree. Yeah, I agree. What's, what's next for black market? Consistency. Like having a great grand opening, having um, a great two weeks is, is cool. But how can we be consistent um, and create a business that, you know, is a great place to work for? Um, you know, I, I'm talking about the small things that are important to me. Like I want our employees to have a great working environment. I want our shoppers to have a great experience when you come in uh, and just be something that can be a staple of the community where everyone can enjoy. Uh, and so th that's that's what's right now and what's next. We want to continue to grow and scale these businesses, uh, th these retail stores. Um, and it's it's so much more that we want to do down the line, just me, myself. Uh, but this is this is the Start. This is the next step uh, for what we're doing. So making sure black market is, is solidified, a staple in this community as we can continue to grow these businesses. We want each one of these businesses to make their first six figures with us and to keep growing uh, and growing and scaling. And we want them to be right next door. We want them to be across the street from us, have their own brick and mortars. We want them to do that. Um, and so I think that's a big difference between other people trying to hold on to these vendors and and not let them go. We want them to win and be successful and stand on their own. Right on, right on. Levon, I think this is the first podcast we've ever conducted with uh, someone's car. Yeah, it's a whole new adventure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jay, we truly appreciate you taking the time. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, you're you're running this. Uh, this enterprise and such and everything else you've got going on to kind of be able to do this with us. And we just, uh, it's this great concept. I just want to be able to share what, what you were doing. Where, where can people find, I, I know you have a, uh, an online presence as well. Um, a store, an online store and such. Where can people find you? Yeah. If you go to uh, blackmarket.com, blckmarket.com, um, you can find us there. Check out our online store. Uh, but we do all of our social for the last four years. We've been doing all of our marketing through social media. So you can go to Black Market Houston on uh, Instagram and Black Market Retail on Instagram. So that's BLCK uh, Market Houston, BLCK Market Retail. Awesome. Okay. Appreciate it so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. Right. Good luck. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Right on. That's an interesting guy. Yeah, no, Jail's a great guy. Uh, you know, I, I met him at the uh, National Black Film Festival was the, their first year. We won. That was a, a, yeah, a, 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 a uncomfortable truth. And 
I'm not sure I got my question out right, but I think I did based on what he said afterwards was, because I want to know, I mean, if you're opening a business in the middle of uh, the suburbs or the middle of Houston, Texas, whatever the case, and you've got these places around you like Macy's and all of that, then you have to be open to and welcoming uh, to everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I said support, I mean, do the, do people come in? Right. Are they curious? Uh, and will they come back? Because there's certain things you're going to sell that these stores aren't going to have. Yeah. Uh, and, well, that, and and that's how, that's what a success is. Yeah. I mean, we didn't just suddenly start being able to go into stores that were owned by predominantly white people. They opened up to black people because they made money off it. Mm -hmm. Now, they did it differently back in my day because you could spend your money there, but you couldn't stay yeah. there. Right. And now you can go, but they might look at you funny. Right. So, you know, my thing to him was, you know, you got to open the door so that anybody comes in, not necessarily as one of your merchants, but certainly as your clients. Well, there's a level of comfort of walking in and seeing people who look like you. Right. Well, sure there is. Sure. And so I'm actually I was on their Instagram page, and uh, one of the images was uh, a white woman with a black child. Now, it could be her biological child, or it could be an adopted child. Right. Here is this child, and I'm going to I'm going to make an assumption that this child is. Uh, let me just say she has an adopted child, right? right? For the sake of this argument, because now she can actually bring this child to a place where the where everyone looks like her. Right. I mean that's. And, yeah. you know, white people, we kind of take that for granted. Now, we might walk into a, into a store and people don't look like us, but they're the ones who are, you know, behind the registers and so forth. But there's some element of a sense of this is our space anyways, because this is in our community. Being one of those people that watched Anne go through the looks, that she, people tried to place her with Belinda. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because if she was a black woman, there's no problem. Right. We know why she's there. Right. But here's a white woman with a black child. Right. We can't figure that one out yet. Yeah. And but, I watched her, you know. But when I walk into a store in my community, if, you know, and, and, I, and, and I live in a predominantly white community, right? Uh, if I walk in that store and everyone who works there is, is a person of color, doesn't face me a bit. Right. Because this is my community, right, right, right. But it's but and, it, and it's the products and everything else are geared towards that community, right, right. But to live in you know to be a minority in the community and not to have a space to be able to go into, and now you do in regards to like black market, for example. And now a child can go in and see themselves. They can they can spend most of their you know most of their time in school or in their neighborhood and not see someone who looks like them. But then they can walk through the store. Right. And see people right. who true. are business owners, right? You know, professionals and so forth. Yeah. It's a different element that are coming together in one location. They might live in the area, but you're not seeing them. And now all of a sudden, right. now she's seeing all these people who are customers who look just like her. Right. That's sure. a, that's that's exciting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I wish him luck. Yeah. Right on, man. All right, man. Cool.